section out of Matthew 2, and you'll, you'll see it up on the screen. Matthew chapter 2, uh, verses 1 to 12, or you can grab it on your phones or on your Bible if you like. Now, I just want to read you this story and then just share a few words with you. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, actually, I'm not going to tell it like the kids did, all right? So, um, on the video. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. And he called together all of the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, and he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them exactly the time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child, and as soon as you find him, report to me so that I may too go and worship him. And after they'd heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and they presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Or route. However you say that. Now we've been focusing on, oh, come let us adore him. And I guess when you hear something enough, when you hear, oh, come let us adore him, every time I drive to the office, I see the big billboard on the corner of the, the school there, oh, come let us adore him. You actually start pondering it. Do you get that sometimes when you see something time and time again, you start thinking, oh, maybe I should figure out what that means, what it might mean. What is adoration? Why do we do it? And what would it make us do if you really adored him? And then... The questions came to me and they might have come to you like, who is this child that we celebrate worldwide? Who is this child that has caused us to write all sorts of songs and poems and phrases using words like adore or worship or saviour or joy, uh, you get it, etc. Who is this child that the angels do all the harking about, the shepherds get all excited about and the magi chase down to worship? Who is he? Do you, do you wonder that? Or sometimes like me, have you done this for so long, year after year, that the magic is out of it? That we don't understand why we would want to adore this person? Or if we did, we don't know what it means anyway. We've said it for so long, we're not even sure what the content or the context for that is. I chose this part of the story this morning because I think the Magi, wise men, whatever you want to call them, tell us something about how special this Jesus is. They got something that I think we miss, or at least I do at times. They understood something that we perhaps don't understand. And despite who they were, they were determined to worship Find, worship, and adore this Jesus. So who were they? 
I had a little bit of a thing. I, I wanted to find out who Magi were. What was, why was this so special? Who were they and why do they get a mention? Well, here's the thing. They were definitely men of great learning, very, very intelligent, wise men. The word Magi comes from the Greek word magos or magos, where the English word magic comes from. This was the title given to really special priests in a sect of the ancient Persian religions, Zoroastrianism, which is today we'd call them astrologers. And back then, astronomy and astrology were the part of the same study, the same science. And they went hand in hand. The Magi, these Magi, these special guys, would have followed the patterns of the stars religiously, like a religion. They would have also probably been very rich, very highly esteemed in society. And they would have been held in high esteem from people, not even from their own country or culture, but from people from all countries and religions, apparently. But these Magi, they had seen an unusual new star. And somehow they knew that it told of the birth of a special king. Now, no one really knows what this star was. You know, people have tried to figure that out. And there's things like uh, theories including comets, uh, supernovas, a conjunction of planets, or something supernatural. So I'm going to go with supernatural. What about you? And I think they knew it, these magi. Now, we say we three kings. There is nowhere that says it was three. So, but it's fun to think there was three because of the three gifts. They knew that this child was going to change things. They knew that this child was going to change nations. In fact, they knew that this child was going to change history. They knew that something way, way bigger than them way, way more important and esteemed than them was happening here. Something told them that something big was happening and that this was really big. So what do they do? These intelligent, respected and rich men decided that not only would they go and visit this Jesus, find him and give him expensive gifts, but these men of noble character would fall on their knees and worship him. Remember, these guys didn't do that to anybody else. Everyone did that to them. They decided that they were going to go and worship him and they were going to bless him generously. They knew that this was a special person and they decided that their adoration should be accompanied by action. You know, rather than send a letter saying, you know, we adore you, you're a great man or potentially great kid, you know. They knew that their adoration, they needed to go. They needed to, be dyna- they needed to be active. They needed to go there and get on their knees and worship him. Even if that action might not befit their status. Even if that action might embarrass them. That's the Magi. What about us? When you think of adoration from that perspective, does that change the way you look at adoration now? Oh, come, let us adore him. Does that change the way that you think of adoration, how you adore? Do we go beyond that meek and mild child in the manger and realize that at Christmas something big happened? Someone big happened at Christmas. Someone that would reshape our world. Someone that would set in motion a supernatural rescue mission for each one of us and for the world. And at Christmas, someone happened, someone came 
that has and can change your life forever. Do we think of that? Ponder that? In my pondering, I realize that for me, and maybe for us too, that this adoration has to go further than words. We can't just sing it in a song or put on an event. You know, our carols event was awesome. Who enjoyed, Who was at the carols event? If you haven't got your hand up, you're getting a visit. But who was at the carols, unless you're out of state? I mean, but it's bigger than that. It's bigger than these big events we put on in our Christmas things, you know. I realize that, it, that, that my adoration and come let me adore him has to go further than words. We need to hunt out this Jesus. And the Bible tells us that we need to seek him. That's what the Magi did. You know, it, you know we kind of see the story that Jesus was probably a day and a half old and these wise men rock up. You know, apparently it might have been a couple of years and they might have found Jesus in his home because it took them a long time to get there because they were looking. They saw this star and they were hunting. They knew they had to find him. And the Bible says to us that we are supposed to seek Jesus. So adoration goes to action. We're supposed to hunt this Jesus out and seek him. We need to find him and offer him a gift, the gift of our life and our service. It's only two, I know. I couldn't think of a third one. Mud. The gift of worship and adoration. We need to let him give us a gift. We're on this side of, of the cross where the gift comes back to us in eternal life. We need to allow him to give us the gift of grace as we adore him and life. And we need to let go, surrender and let go of our pride and our sense of status just like they did and just worship him and adore him. Fall on our knees like these esteemed magi. You know, our saying that we love Jesus needs active adoration. In other words, come, let us adore him. Come is dynamic, isn't it? Do something. Come, let us adore him. You can't just say it. If it's real, it leads to action, just like it did with the magi, isn't it? You know, we know that's how it works in our life. We know that when we adore something, there's action, you know. The first time you, 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 you discover your boyfriend, ladies, you know, and you think he is the best-looking man. That's what Sue thought. He is the best-looking man on the face of this earth. What I wouldn't do. You know, and us guys are the same. You know, when you meet this woman, you think, oh, man, all of a sudden, the, the $2 we wouldn't spend on our mate, we'll, we'll spend 10 on flowers or something like that. Kind of wanes after marriage, doesn't it, ladies? Just saying. But you, you, you know that adoration leads to action. You know, the boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, sports stars, you know. We all bought Wade's shirt. Well, I didn't. But, you know, we, you buy the shirt of the player that you like with his number. And isn't that an act of adoration? Seriously, guys? Yeah? Yet we know what it looks like in life. And, and, and that's what Jesus is about. Oh, come, let us adore him. Let, let's move into action because we saw someone... Big, that changed our lives, just like the Magi did. It's true for us too as we discover Jesus. But true adoration comes from our hearts, doesn't it? Hearts that have discovered that this someone, have discovered this someone, and hearts who know this Jesus. And that leads us to adore him and to mean it. You know, adoration is, again, it's, it's more than just a word. It's, it's a heart attitude. And it causes reactions that are out of the ordinary. The Magi would never normally behave like that. 
But they did because their adoration came from their heart. They knew that they had to surrender their hearts. And Jesus, when he got a bit older, once said of the religious people and the churches around him, he said, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Ouch. What would that be like if that was said of us? You can say all the right stuff. You can pray all the best prayers, sing the right songs, attend all the right services and groups and do all the right stuff, but not have your heart in it. Then it's not adoration anymore. Today, remember that Jesus came. And yeah, he came as a child, but with a supernatural mission for each one of us. Jesus came to change your identity from lost to found, from broken to whole. He came to change your status from guilty to not guilty. Don't we all need that in parts of our life? He came to put hope in the place of hopelessness. He came to give purpose where there was none. He came to bring justice where injustice is ruling. He came to bring peace in the middle of turmoil. And don't we understand that for our world nowadays? That's what he came to do. And he came to do supernaturally what we could never naturally do. And that was to take on himself our sin so that we could live in freedom now, right now. But while we're doing that, look forward to being with him forever. That's what he came to do. He came to do what we couldn't do. That's big and that's worth adoration. Amen? You can be African. Amen? And not only did he do that for you, but he did that for the person sitting next to you. He did that for your neighbor in your street. He did that for the people in your community, in your city. He did that for the people in this nation. And he did that for the people in the world, the people we prayed for in Africa this morning, people everywhere. That's what he came to do for all of humanity. And that changes how we live. And that changes how we sing and how we pray. And it changes how we adore. This is Christmas. This Christmas when you sing, O come let us adore him, ponder that. He's so worth adoring in word, but also in deed. Amen? Let's pray. God, we um, thank you for the best Christmas gift ever this morning. We thank you for sending Jesus to change things, to change history, to bring life, to bring hope, to set those that are oppressed and being oppressed free, to bring back dignity where indignity is, to remove guilt where our lives are filled with guilt, to rescue us from something that we couldn't rescue ourselves from. Thank you, God, for doing that. Thank you, Jesus, for being willing to come. Thank you, God, for the message of your word. Thank you for the example of the the wise men, the magi. Thank you that when they saw the star, despite who they were, they knew that they had to go and adore. Lord, and I pray for us today, Whatever we're doing, whether we're with family, whether we have a moment by ourselves to ponder and think, 
Whatever we're doing, Lord, I pray that those words would keep on echoing in our head. Come, let us adore him. And that we would realize that not just today, but moving forward, that we're called to seek you and adore you. Worship you the way that you deserve to be worshipped. Being full of gratitude and thanks. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.